This is Golf Talk Canada, Canada's only national golf talk radio and TV program, presented by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver, only from TaylorMade. Visit TaylorMadeGolf.ca to learn more. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Good morning. Welcome to Golf Talk Canada. Whether you're listening to TSN 1050 here in Toronto online, TSN Radio, iHeartRadio, Zacchino Week, Scully going to be by today. We got a crazy busy show. Our apologies if you are listening in other parts of the country in other ways than our terrestrial signal here at TSN 1050 because for the first good portion of today's show, We're going to talk about what's happening more locally here in the province of Ontario as we continue the ban, Bob, on on golf. uh, The frustration in the community continues, and it wasn't just golf. I guess the narrative should be outdoor activities, but then again, that being said, tennis courts, basketball courts, I saw cricket, I saw many things on social media taking place over the weekend with people disregarding the ban. Unfortunately, golf courses are businesses. They can't do that. Uh, Everything really was kind of, I don't want to say back in action, but for lack of a better term, there was a lot of outdoor activity this weekend, but no golf. Yeah, there was definitely. It's, uh, you know, I posted a picture on my social media of uh, some people playing basketball and playing tennis uh, in the park behind where I am. And a lot of people said, oh, you're a, you're a narc, you're a, a snitch, you're telling on these people. And I was the exact opposite <laughs> of what I was trying to do. I was trying to support them and show, this is good, this is fun. You need to be outside, you need to be enjoying as long as it's safe. I'm not sure, you know, about basketball because there's some close contact in there. But I think generally speaking, um, you know, people are, are cooped up and they're fed up. And I know that there's a pandemic going on. And the first and most foremost thing is we need to... Uh, bring down the case numbers and bring down the case counts. But I don't think that one and the other thing are kind of, you know, they, they, can, they can work together. You can still bring down, you can still do things that are safe um, and bring down the numbers of the pandemic. And when you're doing the safe things, you're also benefiting the society. You know, you're benefiting people who've been pent up, who might be going through mental anguish or might be not be seeing anybody. You know, my father lives alone, and uh, he'd love to be able to go to the golf course and see some other people, and there's a lot of people like that. I heard from a guy who uh, has some Legion buddies, and they go and play golf. Well, the Legions are all closed, so that's where he usually meets them. Anyway, uh, I'm sure we'll get into it as <laughs> as the show goes on. If we're not already starting it off, sounds like we're doing it right now. Well, we just teeing up because Mike Kelly, Executive Director of Golf Ontario, is going to be by this morning at 1030 to give us an update. And and Bob, you hit on the mental health aspect of it. You hit on the fact uh, that there's a physical element here to get people outside and keep them physically active. The Canadian Pediatric Society has sent their second letter uh, just a few days ago saying, please show us the data now, if not open outdoor activities immediately as you are uh, really hurting the youth of the province. Uh, And that's what everybody's saying from day one. Show us the data, but they won't. And the reason they won't is there isn't any data. To your point, you said, and this is bang on, we're going to, you know, we want to have cases come down. But 
you have things closed that don't affect cases. Those things don't relate. And that is a hard argument if you're sitting at the table and Mike Kelly is at the table. And I tweeted out in defense of our group. I tweeted out last week in defense of We Are Golf, in defense of the NGCOA, Golf Ontario, saying it is very hard to sit at a table and have a negotiation where you get to the table and the world is round. And the other side of the table will scream the world is flat. When you can't meet on basic science, Bob, it's a hard spot to negotiate from. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll hear from from Mike on a lot of that and uh, his experiences with meeting. I've heard, I've talked to some people who were in on some of the meetings and, you know, they said that the really the government wasn't even all that interested in listening. I'm, I'm going to ask Mike that to make sure if that's right or not. But uh, listen, I'm sure that if you are in the government right now, you're hearing it from a thousand different angles. It's not just golf. It's not just sports. It's business. It's it's everybody, right? And it's not an easy place to be right now. So uh, I understand that while all the golfers are very anxious and, and we have a case, we believe, to open up courses and to, to play safely, um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's tough to be the people who have to make the decisions because you've got a thousand people knocking on your door, I'm sure, every day. Uh, before we move on, Bob, there was a story that leaked in the Toronto Star late Friday. It felt like clickbait, suspect that MPs were pushing uh, for the reopening of outdoor activities and the Ford office didn't want to hear anything of it and that outdoor activities will be extended to close until June 2nd. Everything I've heard is that no decision has been made past May, uh, May 20th. We can try to confirm this with Mike Kelly. Have you heard anything else since that kind of clickbait went out Friday? Uh, I heard from a pretty good source this morning that the cabinet is meeting today and that decision will be made today. But um, if it's if it's not already been made official, I mean, it'll be made official today. I think it may have already been made in terms of, of practicality, but, I, but my understanding is there's a, a cabinet meeting this morning at which the extending the, the, the lockdown will be discussed and will be apparently decided on. But... Um, maybe Mike, Mike Kelly might know a little bit more than, than me, so we'll see when we talk to him. We will find out. Uh, a lot of industries asked to close. A lot of industries forced to close. A lot of industries closed because the data tells us they should be closed. 205,000 jobs lost in the month of, of, of April in this country and shutting down industries and forcing people into unemployment with no data to support it is another thing. Scares the crap out of a guy like me who's an entrepreneur and works uh, 70 hours a week. That one uh, is mind-boggling. Okay, let's move on. Uh, lots to get to today. Mike Kelly will be by at 8.30. Uh, we're going to have uh, Joseph McLucky. Uh, if you want some good news story, there have, has been some good news in the world, especially in golf with participation being up during the end, uh, pandemic, etc. So is walking. Walking has increased. People taking less carts because, through this pandemic, walking more. And that has affected uh, JPSM Golf, which is the leader in this country in electric walking trolleys. So we caught up with uh, Joseph on some of their new product and, and how their business has grown. And people are walking more and they don't want to carry. They want to protect their backs. We'll jump in with him. Mr. Butcher, $100 uh, gift card giveaway. Winners, weird, and what. Ton to get to. Scully will come by. Uh, later on in the show, but let's hit it up with some news and headlines. News and headlines are brought to you by Sandbagger Hard Seltzer. Sandbagger, everybody knows one. 
Sandbagger now on the LCBO, so get out there, and uh, if you're interested in, in an adult beverage, you can uh, pick it up at the LCBO uh, between now and the return of golf courses opening in the province. Uh, Bob, tons of great golf. Obviously, Rory, the big story, but before we get there, senior uh, senior major, Champions Tour major, playoff, Cheka over Stricker. Stricker with the lead down the stretch kind of gave it away, but Cheka with a big putt in a playoff to get it done. Alex Cheka now a major champion on the Champions Tour. He's a great story. You know, he and his uh, father escaped from communist Czechoslovakia, had to swim across a river to get free, and he came to uh, North America and uh, playing golf. Um, I, I Up until about three weeks ago, I didn't even realize he'd turned 50. He was one of those guys on the... 48, 49 year old uh, exemption onto the uh, Corn Ferry Tour, getting some tournaments uh, over there on the last couple of years. But a nice guy, if you ever had a chance to meet him, and uh, and a good story. And uh, glad to see he's a major champion. It was fun. I, I mean, Stricker had to make a great putt on the final hole just to get into the playoff. And then uh, Cheka handed it to him on the first extra hole with a four. Hey, we'll get deeper into that leaderboard later on when we get you caught up on all leaderboards in the world of golf. Stephen Ames with a nice start there, Bob, uh, early in the week. Uh, and a decent finish for Ames. Uh, Garrick Higo, I guess we should start to get used to this name, Bob. The second win in the last three weeks on the European Tour. They're in the Canary Islands. You won the Canary Islands Championship. Now, listen, these uh, European Tour events, I get it. They're certainly a little watered down. Some of the greatest European players in the world are on this side of the pond getting prepared for the PGA Championship. But a win is a win in two and three weeks, and he's vaulting up the official world golf ranking as we speak. Yeah, a guy who uh, grew up playing in South Africa, went to UNLV on a golf scholarship, uh, cut it short and turned pro, and then he's been just on the hot hand. Well, well most of the, the big dogs have been over in uh, North America fighting it out over here. Uh, he's taken full advantage. And listen, a win, as you say, is a win, and you've got to play well no matter what tour you're playing on. So uh, congrats to him. And I think he's, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's qualified for the PGA Championship as well with those wins. So we'll see him there. Yeah, and sometimes the hot hand, right? Believing you can win. Winning breeds winning and just a little belief. Now, speaking of a little belief, wow. You know, we talked about it last week. We asked the big question. What has Rory been doing with his downtime? Was, you know, what what was he grinding it out on the range? Obviously working with Pete Cowan, his new coach. Was he taking time away? Was it a combination of both? Bob, you and I bounced this around on radio. We bounced it around on TV. We both said, listen, if he just has four comfortable days, we both thought it would be a success. I don't think either one of us saw this coming. He announced prior to starting this event that he was going exclusively to a fade. He was going to hit nothing but fades off the tee. Interesting that when he called on it on the 72nd hole, it didn't come. (laughs) But regardless of that, kind of just got better as the week went on. Big, big win, 18-month drought over for Rory McIlroy. Yeah, and uh, and it's very interesting to see the way he did it, too, because he did not, I mean, he did hit that fade off the tee, and he used a lot of three woods as well, but he only hit 19 of 56 fairways. Uh, now, he still did manage to get on 54 of 72 greens. That was third best in the field, but in a lot of ways, it was his putter that really uh, did the job for him. Another club that has kind of gone cold on him, over hot and cold on him, but mostly cold on him over the last six to eight months or so, uh, he was third in strokes game putting, and uh, and listen, a nice performance. He spent some time during that off season, by the way, or that off stretch since the Masters with 
not only with Pete Cowan, but also with Brad Faxon and also with Bob Rotella. So he's getting uh, the full 365-point uh, checkup and uh, getting his head and his putter and his clubs all worked on, and, and uh, it paid off. And I think, I think listening to his press conference last night, even he was a little surprised that it came this quickly. And that is a great segue, Bob, because on the other side, we're going to hear from our winner, Rory McIlroy. It's a one-shot win over Abraham Answer, who plays well again. And my boy, Victor Hovland, who I keep screaming, watch out, he's due. Watch out at Kiowa. Here comes Hovland. Here he is again in a T3 position alongside Keith Mitchell. On the other side, Rory McIlroy will take a deeper dive as he wins the Wells Fargo. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by TaylorMade. Experience the drives every golfer wants to hit and no golfer wants to follow with the all-new Sim 2 driver, only from TaylorMade. Visit taylormadegolf.ca to learn more. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by smartgolfdeals.com. The smartest way to shop for golf. And welcome back. Golf Talk Canada's Aquino Weeks. We're uh, going to break down this Wells Fargo Championship. What a victory. Bob, I love some of the, the quotes. And, you know, you and I say this all the time, and, and, I, and I don't know why. Well, you know, he's a big star. He's been around for a long time. He's super likable. So those are part of the reasons. But in general, the golf world seems happier and more interested when Rory's winning golf tournaments. <laughs> well, he's a uh, he's a likable guy. He's uh, obviously a uh, a guy who's won a lot. That's his nineteenth win on the PGA Tour, not including his uh, his international victories as well. And I think I think you know he's a very honest guy. He's a very uh, I don't know straight ahead kind of shooter. Like he's he's just an average guy. He doesn't try to bamboozle you. And what he says is really you can tell what he believes. He's not he's not hidden by anything. Uh, any agendas or anything. So I, I think that's what makes him likable. And hey, what's not, what's not to like when a guy walks off the 18th green and there's his wife and new baby on Mother's Day? I mean, it's just like a perfect story. To Bob's point on the driving, take a look at some of these numbers in the final round if you want to know what got it done for Rory before we hear from our champion. Driving distance, 340 yards off the tee. Greens and regulation, 77.78%, just under 80%. Strokes gain putting, positive side of 1.633 in the final round. Driving accuracy, 21.43%. <laughs> he basically won from darkness. Let's hear now from Rory McIlroy. 18-month drought is over with a final round. 68 is 19th career victory. Yeah, this place has been good to me. Um, you know, ever ever since I... First set eyes on on this golf course. I I loved it from the um, from the first time I played it, and um, you know that love has sort of been reciprocated back. Um, you know I've I've played so well here over the years. Um, I think this is the first time I've ever won an event f for the third time. So uh, that's pretty cool uh, to do it here. And uh, yeah, just I didn't. Jeez, I mean I there's been so many things that you know there's. I'll get into it a little bit later, but I didn't even think I was about, I was going to tee off in this tournament on Wednesday night. Um, and then, 
you know, even if I had had a morning tea time on Thursday, I probably wouldn't have. I probably would have pulled out because I hurt my neck on Wednesday afternoon and um, couldn't make a backswing. So um, it just sort of everything aligned. I, I was off on Thursday afternoon. I got enough treatment so that I could play, and then progressively got a little bit better as the week went on. And um, yeah, it's just amazing how these little things, you know, they they all add up and. Um, yeah, it's it's so cool to be able to win here again and um, see some of the hard work that I've that I've put in over the past uh, couple of months finally start to pay off. Beware the injured golfer, Rory McIlroy. You heard him allude to it there. He hurt himself hitting balls on the range on Wednesday. He actually flushed a three iron and immediately kind of turned to Harry and went, you know, was going to talk about how confident he felt. And as he did that. Uh, wrenched the neck and was uh, almost a no-go for this week. It turns into a victory. Bob, 33.93% fairways. Again, you alluded to it off the top. Uh, he hit the ball sideways off the tee and managed to win, leaning on clubs like the putter and, and, and clubs that we normally you know, think Rory's going to get abandoned by, and that's what gets it done. He is now the favorite. The betting favorite this morning at the PGA Championship, which I find still a bit head-scratching. This is you know four days on a golf course now where he's won three times. This is a horses-for-courses play this week. Yes, he's won at Kiowa before. But can you contend at a major championship of any kind hitting 33 34% of your fairways? You know, it's it's it's. Uh, I went back a little bit uh, yesterday through the rewound the – the uh, the tape and you kind of look at where some of those misses were there weren't there were some some awful misses there were some big ones but there were a lot that were only you know two three four feet outside the the grass and uh, the short grass and you know he's had enough to get on if you look at the number of, of greens he hit it was pretty significant so I think I think the numbers can be a little bit deceiving but to your point He's got to be a lot better than he was with that driver or three wood. I mean, it's a long course at Kiowa. You, you're not going to be able to hit as many three woods as you would at, at Quail Hollow, which was is still actually a long golf course as well. Plus, you're going to have the whole wind element going into there. Plus, you're going to have uh, what is likely to be a hard, fast golf course by the sea. So um, there's a few things in there that would make me think twice maybe before I pop the, the dollars down on him. Um, you know, the interesting thing, you and I and, and Adam had this conversation over text coming down the stretch yesterday about the decision to take the drop. And you were kind of con and I was kind of pro. Uh, Adam was notoriously right in the middle. No, he was, <laughs> he was good. But I kind of, I kind of wonder, you know, like what were you, what was your thinking there? And, and uh, I, did you think he made the right move in the so end? So at first I really felt that he was making a bad decision. I'm like, hack this to this fairway so you can get yourself a clean lie for that approach. Cause that third is not an eat or that, whatever that third was going to be that approach into the green, which is normally the second uh, was not going to be an easy, easy approach as a tough approach. And I, I don't want that approach needing bogey from the rough. Like I, I don't want that. Uh, and TV didn't do the lie justice. I think, you know, when post round, when you heard Rory, he talked about a large mound behind the ball, which was more concerned than, than the rough. And TV couldn't give you that perspective. We thought at the time that he was just dealing with rough, not, not worrying about the actual um, attack angle into the golf ball. In other words, if he gets a hair shallow on that and it catches, you know, it catches it goes the right into the bank on the other side, right? Yeah. 
So at the time, not knowing that, I really thought he was making the bad decision. I also thought that the drop was brutal on that side hill hanging light. But I got to tell you, what I thought was brilliant, Bob, was the way he managed that drop. And, you know, knowing the rules and knowing how the rules can also benefit you. He intentionally dropped that golf ball as close to the line as possible, knowing that that golf ball would then kick into the penalty area and then he would be allowed to place the golf ball, giving himself what would be the best lie possible in a really bad situation. I thought that was brilliant. And in his post-round comments, he spoke a lot to how Harry, who takes a lot of heat, calmed him down, they had a great conversation, and it was Harry was the one apparently that slowed him down through the entire process, Bob. Yeah, that's right. He gave him a lot of credit. Um, I, like the, I like the fact, too, that uh, this, this tournament gives a trophy to the winning caddy. And Harry got the trophy oh, and well-deserved. Yeah, they had a picture of him. It's the, it's the only tournament, as far as I know, that gives a trophy to the winning caddy. But in this case, it was well-deserved. And that's now there's, you know, a lot of people criticized uh, Rory, when he hired Harry, you know, didn't really think he was a big tour caddy. That's their sixth win now together. So I think I think Harry proved his worth. And as you're right, he said, you know, he calmed him down. And, and the other thing that about that decision was I didn't realize the distance he had to the green. I thought it was a lot more. Um, I thought he was well back, but it, I think he was hitting eight iron in there, maybe 165, mm -hmm. something like that, 170 into that green. And he was smart, just played it right to the fat part. Still had 45 feet for two putts, but... Uh, but I think in the hindsight now, it's uh, it was a good decision. Now, before we close the door here on Rory McIlroy, Bob, a couple of things. One, again, the betting favorite, we spoke about the accuracy off the tee. We spoke about how maybe the misses were a little bit more narrow than the numbers suggest. And your theory on greens and regulation tend to support that. You can't hit that many greens if the misses are extremely wide. So that, that's a that's a, a great connector. What concerns me is, listen, talent's talent, and eventually the cream rises to the top. But in the, on the 72nd hole, where you could tell he was feeling it, you could see him the last couple of greens taking deeper breaths, walking around his putts a little bit more. You know, for a guy who's won 19 times multiple major champion, he was feeling the heat. And when he tried to lean on the three-wood on the final hole and call on that cut, that cut turned into a double-cross quack hook so the, so although he won this is not a guy trusting his swing right now this is a guy who won that didn't trust his swing so to me that swing on the 72nd hole almost tells us more about where he currently is than the victory very good point and it's very possible that way for sure uh he didn't really address that in his post game post press round press conference that that final shot to a certain extent but i did like the one uh, the one comment, what he said was sort of, you know, his mantra that week was just sort of, I'm going to hit good shots until I run out of holes. And that's basically what he tried to do. <laughs> just take good shot after good shot until you get to the end. I mean, that's pretty simplistic. But, you know, any any guy I've ever interviewed or a woman who I've ever interviewed who's gone to work with Bob Rotella, they always come away saying everything he said was just so simple. It was just so simple. And maybe that's what uh, Rory's been getting in his own way more often than, than we've than we than we know. And finally, Bob, how great is Quail Hollow? One player in double digits, 10 under par, one shot victory over Answer at nine, a couple of guys, uh, Hovland Mitchell at eight, nobody ripping it to shreds. And like Riviera Country Club, another gem, tour does nothing. They come in, 
They set the flags. They set the tee decks. Go get it, guys. What a brilliant golf course. Maybe, you know, I, I still like to refer to it as underrated because I think when we have our big picture conversations in the general golf public, Quail Hollow doesn't come up enough. Uh, I, I thought it was magnificent. I think the Green Mile doesn't come up enough as well as a as a finishing stretch there or as a three-hole stretch. You know, that's that was just absolutely brutal down there, and, and it was kind of fun to watch the guys try to navigate it. And Abraham Answer, who now uh, gets really close, Bob, two weeks in a, a row and has played some brilliant golf, he birdies 15, 16, 17, almost lands four birdies in a row on 18 to, to, that would have tied Rory through that green mile. Pretty impressive finish for Answer and Hovland knocking on the door again. Uh, I expect to see these two names kind of hang around for the next month or so. Okay, on the other side, we are going to switch gears. We're going to find out where are we at. What do we know? Executive Director, Golf Ontario, Mike Kelly popping by. We'll get you an update on where we're at with the Ford office and Ford Nation and golf and outdoor activities. Boy, I am so sick of talking about this. <laughs> this is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by SmartGolfDeals.com, the smartest way to shop for golf. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by WeatherTech Canada, Canada's leader in automotive accessories. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Lots to get to still. Uh, Mr. Butcher, $100 giveaway coming up in the next segment. We'll get you caught up on 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Joseph McLucky going to pop by. PGL, we forgot to set up that uh, Premier Golf League has now turned into the SGL, the Super Golf League, or there's an additional golf league, and Jay Monahan and Keith Pelley have pushed back very strong on the suggestion of the Super League. My question to Bob will be, haven't heard from the RNA, USGA, PGA of America, Masters on this. See, a lot of pushbacks from the European Tour and PGA, but Bob, have you heard anything from the yeah, PGA and yet? I have not. PGA and the USGA have issued statements um, saying PGA was pretty strong. They're basically in support of the PGA Tour. The USGA um, was in semi-support. Nothing from Augusta National, which I found interesting. <laughs> and uh, uh, so there's a few out there, a few bodies that we still need to hear from. And there's it's an intriguing story. I don't know if you saw Alan Shipnick, uh, formerly of Sports Illustrated, had a story saying that there's like a rival. There's two of them out there now. And there seems to be, the one thing that seems to be consistent with all these stories is, boy, there's a heck of a lot of money out there for people who want to entice golfers, right? If you're, a, you're a, a top-level golfer right now, boy, it's, it's gravy, gravy time. Yeah, there's a, a lot of dough from the Saudi Golf Federation. And in Shupnik's article, he basically suggested that the, the idea has been stolen. And now that there's another league in the mix, we will get into it in hour two. It's a very interesting conversation. We'll bring in Adam Scully for it as well. Welcoming to the program. Now our good friend, uh, part of the, we are golf team uh, that is uh, trying to navigate these very, very muddy waters for golfers and, uh, and outdoor activity in the province of Ontario, executive director, Mike Kelly of golf Ontario joining us now. Mike, how are you this morning? Are you, is the chin up, my friend? Are, you, are we doing okay? We're doing fine, guys. Thanks for, ha thanks for having me on. Uh, Mike, let's just jump in here. Um, 
Obviously, there's a lot of rumors, a lot of stuff flying around. I know you've been in heavy discussions. Uh, I know you were you and the team uh, recently met uh, virtually with Lisa McLeod. Uh, and I guess there was encouragement or a belief that uh, at least there was an open line of communication and that decisions leading to May 20th have yet to be to be made. And then on Friday, we got a story that was kind of quasi leaked Toronto star suggesting that those decisions have, have already been made and we're all getting pushed back and nobody's bothered telling anybody about it. Uh, do you know anything about this? H have you been told anything officially? Yeah. So let, let's, uh, let's deal with that right out of the gates here. So first of all, you know, I don't, uh, I don't like to spend much time on rumors. Um, however, um, you know, we, we, our golf was not in the room. Um, and we, that date has not been given to us. So I'm, we're not going to speculate uh, on this. I think what you said earlier is really important. And that is we have another week full of meetings. Um, we've met with the minister of sport multiple times, the premier's office, multiple times, <laughs> the ministry of health, and they're all, they're all positive conversations, frustrating because, golf courses are still closed. Um, but we are continuing those efforts and our messaging um, is very strong. And, and the campaign we launched, um, you know, on Friday as well um, has been, you know, very, uh, very helpful in those efforts to try to take that frustration and channel in a very positive way. But it's, um, you know, right now, guys, we're, we're in the home stretch here and uh, we're going to do everything we possibly can uh, to get golf courses open, um, you know, as soon as possible. Mike, for a guy who has been supportive of golf and working in the golf industry for basically your whole career, how hard is it right now to see the angst and the, in some cases, the anger and the disappointment from golfers across Ontario um, reaching out there? I mean, you guys are doing everything you possibly can. That campaign that you launched on Friday was brilliant. Uh, full full kudos for pushing that out the proper way. But what what do you tell all those people who are out there? You know, <laughs> just have to look at social media, any of our social media lines, and you can see people are what, what people are going through. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's terrible. I mean, I think about the mental health right of of Ontarians. It's part of our messaging, as you guys know. Um, <laughs> you know, it's you know you look on social media. It's not great for my mental health either. Um, but <laughs> you know it, what I tell them is to stay the course. We're going to get this done. It is, it is, um, you know, there are, there are, you know, we know there are signs, but we know we are being heard. They know we, they, we know they saw our campaign. And just for, just so you guys know, I think looking at it this morning and our, you know, the impressions, social pressures just on Twitter alone are getting close to half a million. And, you know, we look at, if you, I don't know if you saw what Barry Forth did at Copetown Woods. Uh, he did a little video. That video alone got 500,000 impressions. So, you know, that, that, that message is, is incredibly um, meaningful. And, and one of the goals was with that campaign was to allow and encourage everybody, at, you know, and this kind of answers your question, is, is, is encourages everybody to use the platform that they have uh, to try to drive home this message and, and, uh, and I think that if we all do that um, in it, with a very succinct message that, you know, is to let us let us play and, and our, you know, our operators, you talk about golf courses, uh, the 800 of them in Ontario and 1.8 million golfers. I mean, everybody 
followed it to a T last year when it comes to the protocols. And we're ready to do that again. And, and you know, when we looked at, uh, you know, every option, I think I said it earlier, that was on the table, you know, we want to leverage, we want to leverage that um, and try to drive home the messages that, you know, 85% of the rounds being played are usually within 30 minutes of their home golf course. So it's, it's a local game. It's a home game um, and obviously a safe game. And, and uh, we are, like I said, we, we are, we have follow-up meetings this week with, with all of them, but it's, it's challenging, right? Because, you know, as you said, I, I think golf's pretty, golf's pretty much everything I know. So it's, uh, um, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a challenge to, to continue to, uh, find the different opportunities and, and channels that are available to us. But um, working with the government and, and these officials um, in a very, various ministries in a positive way um, is important. I'd rather be in the room, guys, than not. Yeah, 100%. At least if, if you've still got a seat at the table, hopefully there's something done. Mike, is there any acknowledgement at all in these conversations? Because the mobility... Uh, you know, topic is an absolute disaster joke because people are driving all over the province to hiking trails or active TO bringing in people from all over the place. I suggested we should have the world's largest mini putt down the Don Valley Parkway across the QEW. Uh, (laughs) Tennis courts were full this weekend. Basketball courts were full this weekend. And so a a lot of this is thrown out the window. The, The challenge with golf is obviously there's business operators. These uh, obviously tennis clubs exist, but I mean, there's also just tennis courts that are open that people are walking up on. Uh, you can't do that on a golf course. Is, but is there any acknowledgement of these things in these meetings, like active TO, people you know, driving the Hamilton to go see a waterfall? Because that really lights the mobility conversation on fire. Yeah, it's, it's uh, certainly not helpful. I can, <laughs> I can attest to that. Uh, you know, I think one thing that is being is being heard is is you know the, the protocols that we have in place um, you know were um, have been incredibly successful and focusing on the fact that that we we have proved it um, and we were continuing to prove it and that we asked the government for allow golf to be the gold standard last year we asked that and we were and and there is no reason that we aren't open today we should never have closed. We should be open right now, and every day that's how I'm approaching it, Mark, is what can we do today to ensure that we can open as soon as possible? Um, and, uh, and we are, and again, we're exploring all of those uh, day and night until we get it done, and, and it's, uh, it's just one of those, one of those you know, things that we've, we've got to, no matter what we see out there, we have to continue doing this together. And I know it's, and it's incredibly hard to do, um, when you when you all you need to do is you said earlier stroll through social media, but you know I, I said this last year, and you know it's a different set of of circumstances this year. But I still think the principle of of us doing this together and a, and a voice of 1.8 million golfers and 800 golf courses together will get us open um, sooner rather than later. I I I, I believe that. Mike, when you're at the table with these officials, whether it's the premier's office or Lisa McLeod or whoever. What are they telling you? What do they What do they come back at? I mean, you guys are obviously weighing in there with all this great information, all this great detail. We got the scientists behind us. We got the doctors behind us. But what do, What do they say back to you? Well, I, I think there's. They say, um, you know, they're asking questions. They're asking 
questions of clarification. And to your point, we, we have all that data, whether it's mobility, um, whether it's the number of rounds we've been played uh, that were safe. Um, they do have questions on protocols. So we've been at that, that is one benefit of being in the room, as I said, guys, is help. We are there to help ensure that any perceptions that might not be true are corrected. Um, we've had to do that a few times. Um, and that is important that we're, we're able to do that. So we're making sure that it is, it is crystal clear, um, you know, that any, any maybe perceptions, um, you know, or, or uh, rumors of, of what may or may not have occurred during the, you know, at a golf course at some point um, is corrected. And, and they are working with a set of facts that are, that they can lean on. And uh, that, is, that, that alone has pro- proved to be a positive throughout these meetings is ensuring that they're clear and, and uh, taking that forward when they, when they get to making these decisions. Mike, thanks so much uh, for taking the time to do this with us. Uh, I'm exhausted by this, so I can't even imagine how you are. Uh, I, I just, I, I'm, the frustration level on this is just mind-boggling. Um, it, it is hard to watch common sense just get lit on fire daily uh, in, in the, in the province right now. And it's not just golf. I, I want to be clear because I know some people get very frustrated with me on social media that I am, you know, pounding the golf drum and, you know, and it's, it, you know, no one heard from me until the golf became a problem. No, 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 no. I, I, I am pounding the golf drum for every kid, uh, for outdoor activities, for any time common sense gets lit on fire when you just start shutting down an industry, taking people's jobs away, taking their well-being away, locking people up in, 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 their, in their cage with nothing to, to stand by it, with no data, with no science, that that's not, that's not Canada. Sorry, didn't grow up in that country, uh, don't recognize that country. And I think a lot of people are doing that right now. You know what I mean? Uh, Canadians are really wonderful people when they are shown that, hey, this action can help take care of someone else. Man, do we do the right thing. And we have proven that on a a global stage. And this just doesn't feel like the same thing, does it? So hang in there. I guess the message, Mike, is we, we don't deal in rumors. We're at the table. And the mandate is not May 20th. The mandate is open tomorrow as soon as possible because we should be open right now. Is that accurate? That's what we're that's what we're doing every day, and I, I would agree with you. There's two things I would say is is one, you said pound the drum, and Mark, keep pounding that drum, buddy. <laughs> keep pounding that drum. Everybody needs to pound the drum. That's what we're doing. I, I'm going to take that now, actually. Um, I just think that we just keep doing what we're doing. Um, we're doing our role. We got to be at the table. You know, keep doing what you guys are doing. Um, we'll get through this. And I, I just want to call out, um, I appreciate you guys thinking of me, but also think about the other people at the table from We Are Golf, um, all the different associations that are doing this every day. Um, and you know it's frustrating, but they are, it, you know, we are lucky to have a group like that representing golf right now. Um, and I, just a big shout out to that, to the entire table uh, for all their efforts. Uh, they're just fantastic to work with. Mike, uh, get at it. Have a great week and, and good luck, and uh, and we'll uh, stay in touch, and hopefully we get some uh, progress soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Mike Kelly, Executive Director of Golf Ontario, part of the We Are Golf initiative uh, at the table. Bob, like you said, I guess 
you know, as long as they're still at the table, he'd rather have that door open than than be doing this uh, sure. with with no communication line, right? So means they're means they're willing to listen and and listen, folks. You know, the one thing you have at your disposal uh, besides social media, write your MPP, email them, let them know how you feel. That's what democracy is all about. That's what the government's all about. We know from some of the reports that the MPPs are hearing it from a lot of golfers. You just got to keep that up. As you said, Mark, just keep pounding that drum. Yeah, and it, and it becomes demoralizing and, and exhausting, etc. cetera. And, uh, but keep things in the big picture. Big picture is, you know, obviously there's a lot worse things going on in the world. And uh, it is still a pandemic. And, and, you know, people have lost their lives. And people have lost businesses and houses and family members, et cetera, et cetera. And there are countries in the world in way worse way worse condition than, than Canada. So big picture, uh, obviously, this is, is a moot point. But the, I think the problem or the challenge, Bob, becomes is that people just don't have that much left to hold on to 13 months later. The fatigue of this have, has beaten people up. So when they lose things that they deem in their mind to be unnecessary because the majority of the medical community has said, this is unnecessary, you should be able to do this, I think it fires people up. Do you think? Are you feeling that yeah. kind of heat? Yeah, I think people. So are, yeah, and I and I think you know. Let's let's take take the word golf and and replace it with the word restaurant. If you could open up restaurants and keep them safe, and there was science that showed that there was no problem, we'd open the restaurants tomorrow. I think because those are viewed as businesses. Right. Those are operations. We need to support right. those people. They're in trouble, but because golf isn't seen in that same way. Uh, I don't know. And and first and foremost, yes, we got to reduce the levels, uh, the, the COVID numbers and, and get out of this pandemic. But we can do that and play golf safely at the same time and other sports, as you point and out. Be outside. And, uh, you know, anyway, we will keep our eye on this. Uh, everybody chin up. We're going to switch gears and we're going to do uh, some happy news. We're going to give away some meat. Uh, it could be pizza balls as well as Bob outlined last week. It could be homemade pizza balls. We're going to do a $100 Mr. Butcher gift card. What's that, Bob? Keto brownies. I had those from Mr. Butcher Keto. on the weekend. They're unbelievable. <laughs> Anything you like. $100 gift card. We'll open up the phone lines on the other side. 870-1050. $100 Mr. Butcher gift card giveaway. Uh, we'll do some trivia and we'll tee up hour two with Adam Scully. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by WeatherTech Canada. Canada's leader in automotive accessories. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by TaylorMade. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. All right, if you're listening in the uh, greater Toronto area on TSN 1050 here in Toronto, then you... Should be getting ready to dial your phone, 870-1050, Mr. Butcher gift card giveaway. Of course, all the winners this year will go into a draw for a grand prize of a Mr. Butcher barbecue for you and nine of your friends. Sandbagger people going to show up, throw a bash in your backyard. And let me tell you, when we're able to do this, I expect people to be partying for the next decade when we're allowed to. I want to see... <laughs> 
partying. I want to see like the Beastie Boys. You've got to fight for your right to party. I want to see full-time partying 24-7 when this is over. Just complete energy top to bottom. All right. Rory McIlroy, 19th career PGA Tour victory. But how many times now has he won the Wells Fargo? We want to know how many times now has Rory McIlroy won the Wells Fargo Championship with this past weekend's 19th victory. 870-1050. 870-1050. How many Wells Fargo Championships has Rory McIlroy now won? First correct caller at 870-1050 will get a $100 Mr. Butcher gift card. How many Wells Fargo's has Rory captured? Bob, you've got uh, a little uh, news from our friend, uh, Mr. Corey Connors, on the, on the PGA Tour. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I was uh, speaking with Corey this morning for uh, something coming up in a couple of weeks, and uh, he, uh, mentioned, uh, he mentioned at the end that when he is in the locker room at the PGA Tour events, all the guys are asking him like, what the heck is going on up in your home province? Like, why are all the golf courses closed? He says, nobody can hear, nobody fig- can figure it out. It's big news down there. They, 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 they can't believe that this is actually happening down there. So it's not just an Ontario story, not just a Canadian story. It's, it's international. So poor old Corey is getting it on the chops. It's amazing. Uh, Welcoming in Adam Scully, master producer himself. Scully, to Bob's point, I'm getting this from my colleagues in the U.S., my radio team. Mm -hmm. I'm getting, like, people sending me, like, guys that maybe I haven't worked with in a few weeks or haven't spoken to in a while, and they're sending me, like, obscure emails and text messages like, are you okay? Do you need us to send you anything? Uh, If you need a place to stay, uh, you you know, we can get you out. Like they, they this is the most, I mean, they really are, they don't get a lot of Canadian news to Bob's point, but this news story has broken in the U S and, uh, it's amazing. Uh, some of the, you know what, it's actually, uh, nice that the, that there is some care to be honest with you of people in a way going, are you okay? Do you need something? It's, it's wild to think that this story is everywhere you know you know my connection with my family and and a place down south and all of their friends down south like you're the only place in the world that isn't allowed to golf right now it kind of feels like we're in a movie at some points but you know what as as mike kelly said in in our last segment we're getting to the end of this hopefully we have to keep beating that drum and hopefully at some point very soon we'll be out on the golf course hitting balls out of bounds hitting balls in the different fairways but out playing regardless yeah, and I just want, I just, hopefully this all coincides with traction because just turning on the news is depressing. I'm trying not to watch international news because, you know, people are hitting pubs in the UK. The Wells Fargo looked like a major championship with this, the fairways lined with galleries. It's like thousands of people. And this is, you know, this is hopefully, you know, where we land, guys, when, you know, in a, in a couple of months. Hopefully this is what summer looks like. I, I don't know. Uh, we will see. Okay, uh, hour two, we got a winner. Area Chayton gets it done. Uh, that is the third victory for Rory McIlroy. Mm-hmm. So that is the third victory at the Wells Fargo for his 19th championship. Uh, Scully, uh few hours left in the 20 weeks of TaylorMade draw for the week. Uh, what do we have to win and how do they win? 
Yeah, so this week, only like you mentioned, only a few hours left. We are giving away a set of Sim 2 Max irons this week on 20 weeks of TaylorMade. All you have to do, follow Golf Talk Canada, follow TaylorMade Canada, Twitter and Instagram, and tag your golfing buddies. We'll have a draw later this afternoon. We're giving away the set of irons. Bob, I believe this, uh, this is the set of irons that you have in the bag, if I'm not mistaken? Yes, I just wanted to clarify though, these are not my irons. Oh. These are not game used irons. These are these are brand new irons, but they are the same ones, the same models that I have in my bag. If there they were go. the ones you that I was giving, the center of the club face would be brand new. I can tell you that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you too can play the irons of Bob Weeks. There we go. I don't know. Bob <laughs> says this, but I've never played with Bob where he doesn't hit anything but a nice four yard draw all day from T to green. It is it's very impressive. Okay. <laughs> Uh, there has been some good news in the world of golf. We talked, you know, Bob has and, and, covered how much the participation in the game in the last year globally, and especially here in Canada, we keep pointing to 20 million successful, safe rounds of golf. Uh, but it's also affected certain businesses. And, you know, people are walking more than ever before. Uh, a lot of different golf cart policies in terms of riding policies when you played golf last year in Canada and the province of Ontario. You know, who can take a cart, who t can't take a cart, those who, uh, some car some courses, obviously you can't share a cart unless you're with somebody in your household. And th the silver lining in this is a lot of people walk more, which I think is the game is better when you walk and it's mm -hmm. better for you and it's a better game. And because people were walking more, electric trolley business, was one of those businesses that kind of went up. And we haven't spoken to Joseph McLucky from JPSM Golf in quite some time. And there is some new technology and some new opportunities out there. And the one thing I keep hearing in the world, guys, of this electric trolley, everything gets lighter and everything gets easier to travel with. We're at the point now where traveling with your own personal electric trolley is easier than traveling with your golf bag. That's how far the technology has come. So on the other side, we'll catch up with Joseph McLucky. Also an hour two, PGL, SGL Golf League, the Saudi money, the Euro money. Where do the tours stand? What does this mean? Who might bite on this? Phil Mickelson's name keeps popping up again, but how close are we on real competition? I hope this thing gets completely deflated and is a non-starter. But when guys are getting $30 million offers thrown at them, where there's smoke, there might be fire. Winners, weird, and what? Leaderboards from the world of golf all in hour two. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by TaylorMade was brought to you by Play Golf Myrtle Beach. No destination in the world can match Myrtle Beach's volume of golf, quality, and value. Come discover why Myrtle Beach is the golf capital of the world. Thank you for listening to Hour 1 of GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network. This is Hour 2 of Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Sacchino, Bob Weeks, and Adam Scully. Welcome to Hour 2 GTC, and we got lots to get to. 
PGL League, SGL League, Winners Weird and What, Leaderboard Updates. Lots to get to in hour two. But first, Electric Walking Trolley, one of those businesses that is in a very weird spot. And the fact that their business has increased through this pandemic and why people are walking more. They are taking carts less. And if you're going to walk, why not an electric walking trolley? They're getting lighter. They're getting uh, easier to use. Cart Tech, Motocaddy, Powerbug, Stewart Golf, lots of options at JPSM Golf. I had the opportunity to sit down with Joseph McLucky. Joseph, thanks so much for taking the time. Uh, good to speak with you. Looking forward to doing this at some point again in person. Uh, let's start with the growth of the game because uh, as you have been a, a supporter of our show and you and I have gotten to know each, know each other over the years, you've really tried to drive education on the category uh, of electric trolleys, walking, the benefits, et cetera. How has the growth of the game affected the growth and education in this category? Um, it, it's, it's, it's been funny to, to sort of sit back now a year into the situation we're in and watch the growth, uh, not only in our category, but in the industry, obviously like, like, for you and I, we, we talk to industry people all the time and we're seeing this, this unprecedented growth because of, of what we're all dealing with. And the, the byproduct of it has been uh, for us with the motorized trolley category is because of restrictions of, you know, riding carts, dividers, you know, pe- using push carts. Some, some courses didn't put out push cart carts. Um, some courses did. Um, so obviously we've, we've, we've seen a, a really nice growth. Um, what, what's more interesting is how you judge it. And while there's been new people come into the category being trolleys, but into golf, one of the things that we were able to see quite quickly was you had people coming into golf and the category that were actually coming back in. So it wasn't new golfers. It was people who had played, stopped playing because of commitments, whether work, family, whatever, coming back in. So, so that for us was something maybe a month or two into it. We had a real, um, the level of customer consumer coming back into the category for us. And obviously golf was quite well educated and it was quite refreshing. That's interesting because, you know, the, when they talk about the growth of the game from a participation level right now, they're talking about kids, families, et cetera. But they're also seeing a huge return of people that used to play the game that now all of a sudden have time. And I have always said that the biggest challenge with the game of golf was not money. They always People used to talk about the price of the game or expensive game. I always just say that's garbage. It's time. Time is the, is the greatest commodity in a modern world. And we have been living in a rat race. And the one thing COVID has done is kind of slowed all of that down and given people a little bit of time back. So that is very interesting to see that those people have come back uh, and have, have now come back to your category. Now, speaking of your category, JPSM Golf, uh, you've got so many ways a consumer can go cart tech, motocaddy, power bug, Stuart golf. You can, you know, go and, and, and get the, the most luxurious model known to man that, you know, uh, is Bluetooth and get, does everything that a caddy would actually do that was walking with you. 
You also have entry point models at $1,000. So what have you seen this year? Where, where has been the real growth in what category? And is there a new technology this year that's really excited you and the customer base? Well, so uh, it was a, just a, well, just over a year ago that we introduced Powerbug. And the reason we introduced Powerbug was we wanted to get to a segment of the market that was so that we could get people into the category. So with Powerbug, we we had a we have a 799 unit and we have a 999 unit. So I mean, when we started with MotoCaddy 12 years ago, we had a lead acid unit at 599. So to now have a 799 unit with a mini lithium battery, let, let, let talk about ticking a box and punching the air, and it's been beyond successful for us. So that was great. So again, being in this business now for, this is our 14th year and, and being proponents of building awareness for the category and the benefits of using a trolley all the way along the line, all you do is overcome objection, overcome objection. And we had an objection we couldn't overcome. We overcame it with that. When we added cart tech, people wanted a remote because in Canada, the perception is it has to be a remote, even though we sell more non-remotes than remotes. Um, we added a less expensive remote model that's been great. Um, the the Moto Caddy's range has has changed dramatically in, with technology. So now we have GPS units, we have touchscreen GPS units, we have a unit that a remote unit that now will go along the fairway. And one of the issues before is if you were on a cambered fairway and the fairway tilted right, you'd have to keep pushing the button to make it go left. Well, it's now called Active Steer Assist, and and our our uh, new Moto Caddy M7 and our CartTech unit have this active steering. So you point it in a direction, regardless of what way the fairway goes, the unit will self-correct itself. So that again has increased the user experience. And then you go into the Stuarts and, and from when I launched Stuart back in 2006, the body was the same, but the electronics had changed over the years. This year we introduced, it's been three and a half years in design. We introduced the new Q model. And one of the biggest knocks against the Stuart was its folded sides. It was so big. And to put it in the truck trunk, now we have this Q model that folds up really small and it'll fit in the front of a Porsche Boxster. Amazing. It's like every year or every couple of years, the technology gets smarter to make everything user-friendly. But the other thing I noticed too, is it just gets easier to travel with. We're, we're almost at the point now, I believe we're actually at the point now, where it is easier to travel with your trolley than it is with your golf bag. It, well, so to your point, and as you know, I'm a member of the Toronto Hunt Club where you are, and we'll have to play. We've we played six holes three years ago. We got rained out. Yes, we did. Um, but but I've also joined Coppinwood because, uh, as people listeners may know, York Downs, who I where I was a member for twelve years, we're no more. It's it's pretty much been bulldozed under because of the sale of the land. So I've got two two golf clubs. Well, I'm going to have two sets of golf clubs, but I'm going to have one trolley in the back of my car, and I'll travel with the trolley because of the way they fold up. It'll sit in the back of my car. No issues. And so, so when customers call us, um, when they call us, they email us, we, we go through, and it's on our website as far as a buyer's guide, we ask a bunch of questions. Where do you play? How often do you play? Do you have storage? Is folded size an issue? Is your golf course hilly? And within about those five questions, we can say, this is the unit for you because it meets so many different wants and needs. Amazing, amazing that you can do that. And by the way, if you're interested in doing that for yourself and just poking around, getting more information, you can also book an opportunity 
uh, in the summer once our stay-at-home order is done in the province of Ontario. If you're listening to us on TSN 1050 in Toronto today, uh, jpsmgolf.com, jpsmgolf.com is the location to go, and you can check out the showroom. And if you're listening to us on the TSN Radio Network or iHeartRadio app, uh, there's still a ton of great information and, and people to answer questions uh, to find out what model is correct for you. Uh, Joseph, where do you see this going? Because, you know, I'm, I'm always curious about the new technology coming around the corner, but I'm also curious to see, you know, I've been to clubs where there's leasing programs and rental programs. And I always encourage our listeners or people that if you're, if you want to try this product, because I don't think a lot of people, it's one of those products where until you try it and enjoy it, the, you got to get it into people's hands. So I always encourage people, go to your pro shop, speak to your PGA professional, or reach out to you through the website. Because once you try it and have an opportunity to check it out, a lot of times it starts to make a lot more sense. Is that where this is going? Yeah, absolutely, Mark. You're, you're spot on. Um, in, in the UK and Europe, users, the, the, the rate of usership is about 70%. Um, the last RNA Pace to Play study said it was about uh, 8% in Canada. We think we're over 10 now. Um, but certainly what we're seeing, and it, I had an in, so we have, obviously we have a Facebook page and I, uh, I try and answer some of the questions and we had an exchange over the weekend and a bunch of customers got involved. One gentleman going on, you know, you're ruining the game. How lazy can you be? Why don't you carry uh, pushing as part of the game? And, and I responded, but then a bunch of customers responded. And it was really interesting, people talking about the benefits and how people play better when you use a trolley, you're not carrying. And then, then he said, well, for that much money, and we were talking, it was Powerbug, $1,000, why don't you just ride a cart? So, so again, we're still, as much as we're 14 years in, we're still pioneering. It's education and awareness to get people to understand what the category is all about. The technology will change. They're, they're, they, they're becoming more and more reliable, easier to use, the longevity of the batteries, lithium batteries. Again, for the majority of the company, we have a five-month off-season, so you can't you know, kind of screw up your battery by not maintaining it properly. So it's just going to be an evolution. But as, as sophisticated as golf has become, the psychology of the consumer when it comes to this category, we're still so, so scraping the surface. Well, it'll be, it's going to be a fun ride, though, over the next decade to see the incline, the education. You're always going to find that in the social media world. Trust me, they're out there waiting to troll. From someone who has a, an L4 problem in their lower back and someone who loves to walk, every doctor, every chiropractor, anybody who ever tells you if you've got a bad back, the greatest thing in the world to do is to walk. The worst thing in the world to do is to carry. NCAA coaches have started to ban their teams from carrying their golf bag and insisting that they use some type of trolley. These are NCAA athletes. So there is no direct correlation from walking and carrying. Carrying is like the worst thing you could possibly do for your back. And walking is the best thing you can do for your back and body. Oh, absolutely. So we, we take the time and we talk to customers in this exchange over the weekend. I, you know, I went back and forth a couple of times and then all of a sudden, I looked down at these notifications and it was like, it was like everybody swarmed on it. And, and <laughs> literally the guy's final comment was, well, I'm just old school and maybe, you know, maybe there's a point to be made. And there I just chuckled. JPSMgolf.com, JPSMgolf.com. Check it out. Joseph, thanks for the time. Look forward to seeing you on the golf course when we're allowed to play again, and uh, hopefully in the next few weeks. 
And uh, looking forward to capturing some of this stuff for Golf Talk Canada TV later on in the season as well. Always great to catch up. Thanks, Mark. Take care. And there he is, Joseph McLucky from JPSM Golf. You gentlemen both know my personal physician, Dr. Jay Petroff, who's actually a dentist, but I use him as, as my total uh, spiritual and physical guide. Uh, he loves the electric uh, trolleys. He's, he's got it. So, you know, when your doctor has it, it's, uh, it is hard to, uh, <laughs> to, to, to go against doctor's orders when you're playing with your doctor. Okay, guys, how much would it take for you to give up playing for your historical significance. I guess that's how I'm going to put it. How much would it take for you to not care about your legacy in the game of golf if you are one of the game's best players? Because that is what the SGL and possibly still the PGL are banking on. Can we get you to basically walk away from the PGA Tour and potentially, not 100% sure on this one yet, potentially walk away from all four majors for $30 bucks a year? That is the question. And a much smaller schedule. It has risen its ugly head again. We will get into it on the other side. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC was presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. For over 15 years, our focus has been on helping Canadians stay invested in all market conditions, including this one. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada, Zakino Week, Scully. Okay, last week, very interesting news breaks. You all recall the PGL, the Premier Golf League. That story kind of rose its head about two years ago with a group of money that came out of Europe and we believed out of Saudi Arabia at the time. So European investors, Saudi Arabia investors, that had a format that was going to be roughly a 15 to 18 event schedule that would be a global schedule. They would play in America, they would play in the Middle East, they would play in Europe, they would basically play all over the globe. And tournaments would have an individual winner, but there would also be a team component and players would play for a salary. Uh, and the tour would then lay down and get out of the way for the four major championships. Now, what we have heard last week, there is another competitive league to the PGL. It's called the SGL, the Super Golf League. And Bob, from what we've been able to put together, this is the Saudi money that was originally part of the PGL that has broken off, kind of stolen the idea, tweaked it again. And what I mean by tweaking it again is this is even a more condensed schedule, smaller than the 15, 18 events, closer to around 8 to 10 events that would just be played in the Middle East and primarily in Saudi Arabia, and again would allow then the players that are not playing in the Super Golf League to then still go play in the majors. Now, Jay Monahan and Keith Pelley have basically said, you go play in either of these leagues for anything, you are suspended indefinitely from the PGA Tour, European Tour, you're gone. What we haven't had yet is, in my opinion, super strong comments of support from our four majors, which are PGA of America, Masters, USGA, RNA, 
Where are we at with them? Because to me, that is what pulls the plug on this thing overnight. I mean, I don't think there's enough money in the world for the players at the top of the food chain to say, I'm giving up the majors and I'm giving up my legacy moving forward for the remainder of my career to take the cash grab. Uh, what have you heard from the governing bodies of the majors? Well, the, the, the PGA of America is the, probably the strongest statement. They, it reads, we are in full support of the PGA Tour and the European Tour regarding the current ecosystem of the professional game. We strongly believe the current structure is both highly functional and in the best long-term interest of the game that our members work so hard to grow every day, we'll be putting the final touches on the strongest field in golf next Monday, blah, blah, blah. Uh, USGA came out with something something more or less similar. I, haven't, I don't think that I have seen anything from either the RNA or the um, or Augusta National. They may be out there. I just haven't seen it. But the, um, you know, this is the whole problem with this Super League or Super Duper League or whatever it's going to be called next is uh, is the fact that it's a zero-sum game. You either get 48 great players or you don't have a league. You can't do it with Dustin Johnson, Phil Mickelson, and some guys from the Corn Ferry Tour. You know, that's just not going to work. So unless everybody's all in on this, which I just have a hard time believing it's going to happen, especially when Justin Thomas and Rory McIlroy and Webb Simpson came out last week and just said, you know, look, it's not going to work. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not going to be a part. I want to play for majors. I want to pay. They already make enough money. What they're playing for now is legacy. And that's something that these leagues won't offer them. And, and that's why I kind of teed up this segment that way. Because, Adam, why won't this go away, Skulls? Because, you know, how much money is enough money? To Bob's point, they're already making a gazillion dollars. So what's the number to give up your legacy? Is there a number to give up your legacy? Because that's what you're being asked to do. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, all these guys, like you said, uh, they're playing for their legacy. Like Rory McIlroy said last week, he's... He doesn't care about, you know, like, he just wants to, you know, win more majors, play for his legacy. Same thing with Justin Thomas. And like you guys mentioned, these guys make enough money on the golf course, off the golf course as well. I don't think they're just going to throw that all away to go make an exorbitant amount of money, which I mean, you might look at, you know, an older player. You know, we've mentioned Phil Mickelson. He's turning 51 next month. Do I see him going over and making 30 million a year when he's already got however hundreds of million in the bank already? No, I, I really don't see that. Are you guys as surprised as I am at the lack of firm uh, from a firm statement or language from the RNA? The RNA is. They are the guardians of the history of this game. This is their, their home is St. Andrews. Their ties to the European tour. If anyone should be out there in front of this more than anybody else, in my mind, it's the RNA. They should be basically saying at this point, you're not, you're, you're not eligible for the Open Championship at, at this point. Um, Bob, are you as shocked as I am that you know, we haven't really heard a firm statement from them as of yet. I don't know. It could be. It could be a case that they want to hear them. Listen to what they have to say. That you know, it's uh, you can't speak to those associations. But that's what they basically have. The four of them basically have all the power right now. Because if you cut off the majors, no one's going to go play in this league, no matter how much money you offer them. I don't think. I mean, I, I guess some people would, but no, no names that you would you would think of. The other thing that that's very strange to me is Rory McIlroy said that he was first approached by this in 2014. So this has been around for a while. Now in that time, there's not one player who signed up. 
There's no media deal that's been done to, you know, say we're going to show these on TV. These guys want to start next year and they haven't announced a media deal. There's no equipment company that's signed on as a sponsor. There's no car company or bank or anybody that we know of that is signed on in any kind of meaningful way. There's no courses that have been announced. There's absolutely zero details other than the fact that they're after a hunt. They're hunting after uh, players. And so that, you know, you just wonder how legitimate could this, can this be in such a short time if they really want to start next year? Well, money makes a lot of things happen. We do know that. But if you were a conspiracy theorist, you know what you'd say right now, Bob? What has happened in the world of golf since 2014, uh, since these rumors and this pop? Well, the FedEx Cup is worth a gazillion dollars more. It goes up every year. Now we've got this uh, social media pool of $40 million at these players. This could be the greatest Trojan horse in the history of professional <laughs> golf. It has already made the players more money than they've ever seen in their life by just the rumors of it hanging around. Okay, guys, before we close the door on this, if, if they leave the door open for the four majors, Bob, so let's assume that for a second that the majors are not closed doors. The strongest language we heard is PGA of America saying that they support the tour, da-da-da. But we have yet to firmly close the door. We have yet to have one of the governing bodies from a major championship say, you can't play in our major if you do this. So if those doors stay open, is this conversation still open? Or is this closed for you because you just aren't going to get 48 top guys? End of story. Uh, there's, it's, it's slightly ajar, <laughs> let's say. Yeah. Because at some point, as you said, you know, if there's enough money in there, and there's reports that there's a billion dollars in the bankroll sitting ready for this, um, then enough money, you know, listen, nobody thought Bobby Hall would go to the World Hockey Association way back in the day, and there's been a few leagues. But remember what happened a few weeks ago, too, to this, the proposed new Super Soccer League, uh, Football League, and, and, you know, that collapsed pretty quickly, too, just because of the fan interaction, the people spoke, right? And I think that's the same kind of thing that's going on around here is that how much money do you need? How much money do you want? Isn't it better to play on the PGA tour where everything is, is uh, absolutely lovely and every day, day in, day out, they got the great courses <laughs> locked up. You know, it's just, it's just, they're, they're having a time of their life. Adam, same question to you. As long as the doors are open still for the majors and they haven't firmly been shut, is, is this conversation still open in your head or, or is it a done deal already? based on the logistics and, and the issues that Bob's outlined. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I think the door is like kind of creaked open a little bit, like not quite all the way. Like you, there's a bit of like a sliver where you can see under the door where it's still kind of open a little <laughs> bit, but sort of, but not really. But think now for major championships, you're getting, for the men's major championships, you're getting over a million dollars for finishing in second place. There's all the money in the world here. And like we've talked about, I don't see 48 of the top players in the world just jumping ship right away. So... Maybe a glimmer hope, but for the for the SGL, PGL, Super Duper League, whatever we're going to call it, but I, I just don't see it happening. Nothing would make me happier than this story to go away, by the way. I, I, I just, I hate <laughs> the fact that, you know, it's just, it's everything wrong with professional sports, this story. This, you know, if, you, if mm -hmm. you know where I'm going with this, this is everything wrong with professional sports. This is everything that the, that the masters and the majors aren't. And... Um, and hopefully it gets silent sooner than later. And a couple of, I think a couple of firm language announcements by some governing bodies could shut this up right away. We'll have to keep our eye open 
on it. Okay, guys, three dub on the other side. Winners, weird and what? Coming up next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by the Muskoka Bay Club and Resort. Live, stay, and play. This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving. Welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. It is that time. The good, the bad, the ugly. Winners, weird, and what? Three dub. And this week, Bob, the tea is yours, sir. So, so what do I do? Just aim for the pond? No, you're not supposed to hit it into the water. But you hit it into the water. I know I hit it into the water. Well, why do they even have water if you're not supposed to hit it there? Because it's fun! We're having fun! Look, it went further than your ball. <laughs> All right. Well, my winner is uh, someone who's been keeping in the spirit of uh, ending long droughts. We've had a whole bunch of them, right? We had Brooke Henderson winning. We had uh, Jordan Spieth winning. We've had Rory McIlroy winning. And now Aria Jatanagarn won on the weekend. She won the LPGA Thailand, Honda LPGA Thailand. Uh, she is winning, uh, has won a number of times, obviously. This is the first win in 1,015 days. And in that interim, she actually discussed perhaps quitting just had enough she was getting so frustrated by it but to do this and to do it at home in her own country this is very similar to when brooke won uh the cp women's open here in canada and i just think that it's an absolute uh, wonderful story for a wonderful lady who also by the way is coached by a uh, canadian short game specialist gareth Rafluski down in london my uh weird this week is a really sad and disgusting story it's, it takes us to puerto rico where a uh, man by the name, I've got to figure out his name, Salil Zaveri, was playing golf on a course in Puerto Rico. A dog ran onto the course. They're fairly common down there. A dog ran onto the course and grabbed his ball. The man allegedly shot the dog twice. Then he went and got the ball and hit it and then shot the dog again. Now, this guy has been arrested, and he's due to appear in court uh, this morning. He was due to appear in court this morning, but I just cannot imagine something like that, guys. Uh, Mark, I don't know. What do you think? Just well, listen. Just I, I way beyond the last anything. couple of Bob in the last couple of weeks, uh, people are joking on social media, saying Zakino should run for premier, this or that. <laughs> Everybody's joking, right? But trust me, you don't want me as premier, and you don't want me as the judge, the jury, and the executioner. Because if I'm sitting in that courtroom today, Bob. And that guy comes in with that story you just told me. There is no trial. There is no jury. I, I, I won't say what I would do, but I bet you you could have one guess. I'm a big eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth kind of guy. So, Unbelievable, unbelievable. Well, anyway, and my what this week is, uh, it is disgusting. My what this week is, what is it about Corey Connors and the sixth holes? He made another ace yesterday. There was actually no footage of it. When he told me this morning, he said it was just him and a couple of, of volunteers who saw the thing go in. But it, he had another ace on the sixth hole, just like he did at the Masters on the sixth hole at the Wells Fargo this time. 
And the odds on this is about 2,500 to one. He told me this is now his 11th hole in one. Uh, and he has had four in competition, one on the Corn Ferry, three on the PGA Tour. And to make this story even better, make the story even better, you know what he did? Or well, you know what's happening? The folks at the Tim Hortons in Listowel are bringing back the hole-in-one donut <laughs> yes. that they created for him at the uh, when they were when they were at the uh, uh, Masters when they had that hole-in-one donut. So I think that's just absolutely wonderful. And that's and I don't know who's going next because I lost my place Mark. here. Who's next? Mark. Mark, you have the tea now. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. All right, guys, my winner is the passion of the golf community in Ontario. And, and you know what? I'll include uh, the tennis players and the basketball players and the cricket players and anybody else I'm forgetting. Just uh, just the support from the golf community online, the push, the push, the struggle, the struggle to say, you know what? Why do we got to fight with science? So much has been lost in the last 13 months. Why the unnecessary need to take something else away when you don't have to with everything in the, in, in, in the world points to the complete opposite. And it's exhausting and it's frustrating. Uh, but you know what? It seems to not waver. In fact, Bob, Adam, to me, it almost feels like it's picking up more momentum, especially with what Mike Kelly said in hour one with the let us play golf is safe social media campaign that was launched Friday. You know, maybe I'm feeling fatigued. I'm tired, but, but man, I'm not uh, the norm. I'm thinking that uh, there are some really passionate golf people out there, Bob, uh, and I think it was really, really great to see. I think you look at any of our social media feeds and you'll see, I mean, I got some, some people on both sides of the equation, like who, you know, there's some people who are fighting back and saying, oh, no, no, we shouldn't be doing this. This, you know, what stay at home means. But the majority of people are doing it. And that's the one good thing about this is I will say it's kind of brought everybody together. It's brought golfers in this community, as you said, other people as well. Strength in numbers, right? That's what it is. 100%. Strength in numbers is great, and uh, and people, again, just asking for the same rules for everyone and science. Anyway, well done, everybody, and keep it up. Hey, we might not get anything accomplished, but out of principle alone, don't shut up. Keep pushing. All right. My weird this week, Scully, uh, have you ever had to take a private jet uh, because, you know, you were running late for something? You just kind of dialed up a private jet? Is that ever yeah, happened four or five times family? back in the day. No, I, I have not had the opportunity to uh, jump in in a private jet, no. I heard that you and Mama Scully once, in defense of your title at Bayview, had to take mm. a private jet back after after another engagement. So yeah. that's a, a I mean, false as, story. as long as Ernie Els isn't in that private jet, there, there aren't any brawls going on, then absolutely. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my weird this week is Bryson DeChambeau leaving Charlotte on Friday night, thinking that he's missed the cut entirely. And by the time he lands in Dallas, he realizes, uh-oh, made the cut. Has to grab a private jet the early next morning and get himself back 
to the Wells Fargo. And for all you people that were upset about the cost of his private jet, he finished T9 at the Wells Fargo after weekend rounds of 68 and 68. So I don't think he had, money's a problem for Bryson. He took home a nice fat paycheck and more than covered that private jet to get back to Charlotte for Bryson DeChambeau. Man, why don't these guys just wait until they know they're going to make or miss? And my what this week is, what a bizarre weekend at the Walker Cup. I love the Walker Cup. You know, it's very much an amateur version of the Ryder Cup in its true in its truest form or its original form where it was, you know, Great Britain and Ireland against America before they introduced it to uh, continental Europe. And it was happening at Se- Seminole Golf Club, which is another iconic venue. And there's a lot of reasons to love the uh, Walker Cup, it came down to the wire. It ended up being uh, won by the Americans on the final hole on Sunday in sing- singles. But what a bizarre week. There was a stomach flu that ripped through both teams. Seven players on the U.S. side, seven players on Great Britain, Ireland, all had stomach flu. They had to change the rules for what you could do with alternates just so they could compete in the Walker Cup. If they didn't change the rules with alternates, they couldn't put enough players on the field from both sides. Absolutely bizarre just one more thing in the year of 2020, 2021 that goes, man, I hope we never see this again. All right, Adam, the tea is yours. Yeah, well, I, I had the coffee. I got to activate the calves and I got to step on one here. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do today. Hit bombs and attack the pin. Well, gents, appropriately, Phil Mickelson is a part of my winner today, and that's Phil and Joel Damon, their exchange on Twitter before the opening round last week at the Wells Fargo. Joel Damon tweets out uh, last Wednesday, tomorrow I get to check off another bucket list item by playing with Phil Mickelson. I've been trying to get a game with him for six months, but I think he's scared of my hellacious seeds. See you on the teeth, Phil. Phil follows up saying words cannot express my excitement and jubilation to be finally paired with Joel Daman Damon bombs will be hit uh, birdies will be made Lanto is ironing his clothes now after hitting the gym uh, Lanto Griffin that is it's now about to rain again in Charlotte and then Joel fought, uh, came back saying I'm excited to see how my game stacks up against one of the best on the champions tour so of course Phil Mickelson shot 64 in that first round of the Wells Fargo Championship, taking the lead unexpectedly. And he put the tweet out after lessons learned with holding his scorecard with Joel Damon afterwards. Uh, Bob, this, is a bit, this has to be one of the best Twitter exchanges we've seen all season on the PGA Tour. Well, you got two masters at social media right there with those two guys. Now, I noticed Phil didn't uh, comment after his next three rounds, but... They were a little bit um, <laughs> above par, but still, it was, a, it was a fun exchange, as I say, by two of the guys who have the best Twitter feeds, along with Max Homa, I would say. Yeah, for sure. It was great to see them going back and forth. Okay, I, I originally had a different weird, but I, I saw a video online, so I, I've changed my weird, and it's Bryson DeChambeau. So we've spoken all about how he does this crazy speed training to trying to, you know, pick up more speed, pick up more distance. So there is a video on YouTube that he posted late last week hitting eight irons and trying to ramp up the speed of his eight iron. He hit 220 of them, only an eight iron, trying to get his ball speed up to 160 miles per hour, which is nuts. PGA Tour average with a driver is 169 miles per hour of ball speed. So Bryson hit all these golf balls to get up to 159 miles per hour ball speed. The funny thing about this video too, there are a couple of guys just sitting there and watching him. There's one guy who hands him the golf ball. 
that same guy is basically basically trash-talking Bryson, saying, you can't get there. You can't hit it that hard. You can't go that fast. And Bryson is just <laughs> dripping with sweat. It is an unbelievable video. I recommend checking it out on YouTube. No, Mark, no, no, I, I know we're locked... No, no, no. We're gonna run this. This, this will. I will take this as my weird for TV this week, okay? Because yes. I, I have to see this. I oh, yeah. need to see this video. Okay. He, he's huffing and puffing. It's bizarre. Now, Mark, I know you've been hitting balls into your net in your backyard. I think later this afternoon, just pull out the track, man. Pull out the eight iron. Two hundred and twenty balls later, and see how you're feeling tomorrow. Yeah, just ripping at eight irons, just thrashing eight irons into my net into the yard to get all the anger and frustration. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that's a great way to spend <laughs> to, to spend an afternoon. Yeah, Bryson being Bryson. One other quick note before we get to my what, the, the Bryson flight story. So he actually had to fly fly back the next morning. He left at two forty five yes. in the morning because the crew that yes. uh, they had passed their hours. So he actually got a workout in and a couple of protein shakes. Of course, Bryson being Bryson. And yeah. on Saturday night, apparently slept eleven hours to make Ooh. up for wow. the loss of sleep the night before. Yeah. Bryson I, I, just keeps giving. He's the gift that keeps giving. So. I'm sure he has some sort of formula of yet eleven <laughs> hours of sleep. Something must happen on the golf course the next day. Okay, my what this week. This is one of the great videos. Uh, Harry Higgs, who last year, you guys might recall, I picked as my breakout player of the year in 2020 when Colin Morikawa is far and beyond the, the obvious pick. But Harry Higgs, another great guy on social media, on the 18th hole in his second round, his ninth hole, he was in the right rough, and he elected to take a very bold line with a fairway wood, and this is how his shot sounded after that. What are you trying? Oh! And from where? Right in that cut line at 1 0. Oh, that hit the top of the tent. What? What was he thinking with that club? So, a lot to take away from this. Our friends at Overdrive <laughs> played this over and over and over again, and they were dying of laughter. Jeff O'Neill had the great remark because Harry Higgs hit this ball 100 yards left of the green, and it was 80 yards short. And O'Dog said, Imagine being in that tent and taking a ball right off the cranium. Ooh. And just not really knowing what's going on. Harry Higgs, the gift that keeps on giving as, well, this was just A-plus stuff from Harry Higgs. And what a four call as well. I, I haven't heard anyone on the PGA Tour yell for that loudly before. And nobody rocking the 1970s look better than Harry Higgs. Got the shirt unbuttoned down to the bottom. I mean, he needs to grow the Tom Selleck mustache to put, mm. like, the full lock on this look. Maybe, maybe the Cam Smith mullet, too. Little mullet from Cam Smith. Uh, see, that now we got – you know what you and I are doing, Adam? We're just building out more endorsement opportunities for Harry Higgs as we build this uh, yeah. persona of 1977's Harry Higgs. Okay. <laughs> On the other side, we'll get you caught up with uh, everything in terms of leaderboards and winners uh, from the world of golf. Get you caught up on 20 Weeks TaylorMade and tee up uh, Golf Talk Canada TV this week, Wednesday at 1 p.m. We'll do it next. This is Golf Talk Canada. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Cadillac. Springtime is a lot like a Cadillac, spirited, vibrant, and you definitely know when it arrives. Put a little spring in your drive with the Cadillac XT4, XT5, or XT6. Visit Cadillac.ca. Your Cadillac is waiting. Cadillac, never stop arriving.
This is Golf Talk Canada, presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management. This segment of GTC is brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. And welcome back to Golf Talk Canada. Zucchino Week. Scully, as we wind down today's show, let's get you caught up on some leaderboard updates. Brought to you from Bushnell Golf, the number one range finder in all of golf. BushnellGolf.com for all your range finder needs, including the all-new wingman from Bushnell. And the Simmons Bank Open on the Corn Ferry Tour, Austin Austin Smotherman with the victory, a three-shot win over a few players. you got to go down to uh, T47 to find Adam Svensson as the uh, low Canadian in this one and the only Canadian to miss the cut, uh, to make the cut. Adam Svensson, your Canadian on the board in this one. In the Canary Islands, as you heard off the top, Garrick Higo, his second win for Garrick Higo, the young left-hander, 21 years old, will play in the PGA Championship, his second win in the last three weeks on the European Tour as he vaults up the Official World Golf Ranking, a drought of over a 1,000 days ends on the LPGA Tour for Arya Jatanagarn, winning on her home soil over a 1,000 days. We're seeing long droughts come to an end. Mike Weir, Jordan Spieth, uh, who am I forgetting? There was another Brooke one Anderson. there off the top of my head. Brooke yes, Anderson. Yes, thank you, Brooke Henderson. Lydia uh, Cole. Lots of uh, droughts coming to an end. What was that, Skulls? Uh, Lydia Cole. I miss Lady Cove, thank you. That's the one I'm forgetting. 62 solo finish, Elena Sharp as your low Canadian. On the Champions Tour, Alex Cheka in a playoff over Steve Stricker, a winner now on the Champions Tour. Stephen Ames opened up this tournament with a 67 on Thursday, ended up finishing T10th, played great out of the gates. Nice showing from Stephen Ames. And Mike Weir finishes in T25 after uh, the week following his first victory on the Champions Tour. And at the Wells Fargo Championship, Rory McIlroy, his 19th career victory, a one-shot win over an Abraham answer who's playing exceptionally well, and a two-shot win for Keith Mitchell. And my boy, Victor Hovland, guys, who I've got my eye on in the next couple of weeks. I declared it last week. Nick Taylor playing well, which Bob suggested we might see this week if you were watching Golf Talk Canada television, television last week. Bob suggested you might see some solid play from Nick Taylor, and you got it. T26 from Nick Taylor, T43 from Corey Connors, T58 Michael Glickett, T58 Roger Sloan. A lot of Canadian flags getting to the weekend. All right, guys, we've got a few minutes left here. Adam, a few hours left, 20 weeks of TaylorMade. What can they win? How can they win? Yeah, so this week we are giving away a set of Sim 2 Max irons. Yes, the full set of irons. We are giving those away as a part of 20 weeks of TaylorMade. Just a few hours left. All you have to do, those listening, follow Golf Talk Canada, follow TaylorMade Canada, Twitter and Instagram. Tag your golfing buddies. You'll be in a draw to win the same irons that bob weeks has in his bag not game used <laughs> irons but the same irons that bob uses sim 2 max irons do all of the above and you'll be in a draw to win bob i know we have a loaded field this week at the at&t byron nelson brand new golf course which is going to host this event for the next five years uh two back-to-back quality fields in a row leading into a major which is 
often uh, not the case. Often, you know, the, the two weeks leading into the major, to have back-to-back strong fields, not the case. What are you working on this week? Are you, I, obviously, you'll be watching the AT&T, but are, are you switching gears, working on some PGA content? Yeah, we're getting a little head start on the PGA, and with uh, along with Adam Scully, we're going to be putting together some essays that you'll see on PGA Week. I've just uh, this morning had a little chat with Corey Connors. This afternoon, we're going to talk to Mac Hughes and get those all uh, pick their brains. And I just want to point out that earlier in the show, we said we should write your MPP and everything. I just got a note from my father, eighty. Who's t- my dad turns eighty-nine on Wednesday. Wow. Still a Happy very birthday, active, Mr. Weeks. <laughs> yeah, still an active golfer who's frustrated, obviously, because he can't go out. So he wrote his MPP, who just happens to be Premier Doug Ford. <laughs> so he wrote to him <laughs> to say, let's get these golf courses open. So if my dad can do it, folks, anybody out there can do it. Write your MPP and tell them you want, uh, the, if you're in Ontario, I want the golf courses open. But yes, getting back to your original question. Uh, PGA Championship is looming, and we're going to have full coverage for you on TSN. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. June 2nd is a floating date out there that's been rumored. Like Mike Kelly suggested, as far as they've been told, there is no formal decision. They have not been communicated. June 2nd, Mike Kelly, Golf Ontario, We Are Golf, NGCOA, Golf Canada, PGA of Ontario, etc., they are working from the standpoint of golf should be open already, which means their mandate is to open up golf tomorrow, not June 2nd, not May 20th, because their data suggests that golf is safe. And golf is part of the solution, not part of the problem. So I will leave this with you guys before we break. The stay-at-home order is over May 20th. The rumored date is June 2nd. So let's split the difference because Victoria Day Long Weekend is also coming up. The difference would be Wednesday, May 26th. Bob, are we golfing before or after May 26th? Would you like the over or would you like the under? I'd like the under, but I'm going to take the over. (laughs) I think I just don't see what's getting out of this. You know, the, the... I know we only got a couple of seconds here, but the May 2-4 thing doesn't have any effect on golf. It's not like everyone's going to rush to the beach. You've only got so many tee times and only so many golf courses, so it doesn't matter if you open it before or after May 24th. But I'm going to take the over, sadly. I'm with you too, Bob. It doesn't matter as well because we have 20 million rounds and we're batting a 1,000, so no holiday mm-hmm. weekend is going to change that data. Adam, May 26, over or under? When are we golfing? How about a trick answer? How about on that date? On May 26th? I knew he was going to take that <laughs> You like that? I right on it, the Bob. fence. That's the goalie in me. I knew it. I knew it. Uh, I'm with Bob on this one. I want the under. I know we're pushing. I've just lost all confidence in common sense right now. It's like we just took it out in large buckets and lit it on flat, fire. Fingers crossed. Go get them. We are golf. Everybody keep their chin up. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay sane. Try to get as much safe physical activity as you can. And we'll keep our eye on this. Uh, We will tweet out the uh, podcast link uh, for today's show. For those of you who missed the Mike Kelly interview or anything else in the show you might want to keep up with, 1 o'clock on Wednesday, we're back, Golf Talk Canada TV. And uh, we will take a look a little bit closer at this PGL, SGL, among some other stories in the world of golf for Golf Talk Canada Television this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Remember, 20 Weeks to TaylorMade continues. Follow us on social media and TaylorMade Canada on social media for your chance to win. 
Thank you so much for listening. Remember, first good decision in the golf course always starts in the closet. This segment of GTC presented by Picton Mahoney Asset Management was brought to you by Adidas Golf and the all-new ZG21. Lightweight with zero compromise. Thank you for listening to GTC. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Golf Talk Canada. For show archives, podcasts, and all things GTC, visit GolfTalkCanada.com. And don't miss Golf Talk Canada Television, weekly on the TSN Television Network.